0: Snuff production. This is the Rush Hour with AB and Elliot's podcast. Rush
1: Hour! AB, but just look—I literally never in my life, until the ripe old age of now, have ever paid attention to calories or counting them or anything like that. Oh, you're obsessed. I'm more obsessed with what I can manage to eat and still eat like oh. an asshole. Because don't pull that face, fitness vlog. Because all my trainer said to me, Luke, was be in calorie deficit and you will continue to lose weight and feel good. It is true. Well, let me tell you, I wanted to go through yesterday's eats with you. Oh. And tell you, okay. that you can be perfectly healthy having a... Uh, popcorn muesli bar, an up-and-go chocolate, a salted caramel yogurt, uh, porridge oats, that all sounds pretty good, a Moet's butter chicken, that was a U-food thing. a choc brownie bite, a Pepsi Max, another Pepsi Max, a medium cappuccino, another medium cappuccino, a fruit roll-up, another fruit roll-up, an air-dried salami stick, a paddle pop, another
2: fruit roll-up, popcorn and bed. Yeah, because mine, yesterday I entered mine in because you've inspired me to do it again. Well done. And similar, like I had an iced oat latte, Vegemite toast for breakfast, two slices of pepperoni pizza for lunch. Healthy. And for dinner, we had like this pork and um, sweet potato mash and green beans thing. And I had some salt and vinegar chips and I still had 400 calories left <laughs> in my day. What's your deficit? How many are you meant to have? Um, my goal is to have like 1500 calories a day. And you only had 1,100 and you had two bits of pizza. What?
1: You did not total that properly. No. Two hundred and thirty
2: per calories per piece of pizza.
1: So that's that's 500 calories.
2: Yeah. And then my breakfast was a total of 148.
1: That doesn't sound With right.
2: bread. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, someone's me tea. Oh, no, it did
2: set. But mate, White bre- bread, 76 calories for one slice. Only had one slice. Is it really? Yeah. Vegemite's nine calories. Jesus. Yeah, I'm telling you, these things are nothing. And then I, my dinner because it's HelloFresh, I know that it's 600 calories because we got the 600 calorie ones. Oh. And then yeah, honestly, the highest thing was the pizza, which was 230. But yeah, I'm under. And I also did Pilates jump, which I burned 395 calories. Well
1: done. That's a lot of calories. I only mm. burned 300 a boxing workout.
2: Normally in Pilates, I'd probably burn just 300 right. or 200 to 300. But that's a lot. The jump you is really hard.
1: Are smaller than me.
2: Yeah, well, jumps really hard.
1: I t- You're judging from the soft.
2: How many I do am. you burn?
1: No, he doesn't care about that stuff.
3: Uh, I don't care about that stuff because I run Fitness is his all passion. the kilometres a day. <laughs>
1: what he does is run 20K and then has every fast food <laughs> the city has to offer. Like, <laughs> much. you got the worst diet out of all of us.
3: No,
2: I do not. And you're in the best not. shape.
1: That's facts,
2: mate. You just told me before that KFC sent you an email and you were very tempted by it.
3: What was the email? Just because it was cheap. What was the email? It was uh, a Zinger Burger combo and a popcorn chicken for seven ninety five. I didn't need to know that. Oh, my God. <laughs>
1: $7.95. Not seven ninety five.
3: Seven ninety five. It's not even ten dollars, and there's so much food. How do, how do you get them? Yeah, to how do you
1: sponsor? take advantage of that? No, no, no like long term here. Let's think bigger picture. I'm happy to get fatter again if we get KFC as a sponsor. <laughs> I, I would gladly walk down that road. <laughs> I mean, I could probably send a couple of emails. To We're so the passionate people. about their product, honestly. I got a KFC cooler bag and a you KFC um, phone back thingy. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yep. I
2: try not to have it a lot, but when I do, oh my
1: god! god. You just, are, you're you're a red salt. rooster fiend. You and your ripper rolls.
2: Yeah, no, I don't get a ripper roll. I get a flavor wrap because yeah. it feels oh, like it's yeah. less because I get a wrap. <laughs>
1: So, <laughs> so I don't okay. get the those, meal. Those it's like having a Big Mac in a bowl. <laughs> Why
2: well, just get the wrap? And that's it. <laughs>
1: I think wraps are as bad as finger.
2: Actually, you know, I went nah, to Coles. They're not
3: they too do. Bad. The, those Coles flatbreads, they're mm. like 300 calories I've just for the wrap. Yeah. Mm. And they're delicious. They delicious.
2: It's more so that the wrap doesn't feel as heavy afterwards <laughs> as eating like a burger.
1: That's the point of eating a burger. I'm literally YouTubing all the cheap eats of America at the moment for my trip, and I found this place I'm called I'm Maybe
2: stop Ben's doing the calorie chili. counting when you get to America. Oh, yeah. Well, the, here's the thing. I need <laughs> or to get do down. do it to find out how much.
1: I need to get down to a certain, about 95 kilos. I'm okay. 99 at the moment, or nearly 100. Okay. If I can get down to 95, I know I'm going to put on 7 to 8 over there, so... I need to give myself something to work with.
2: When <laughs> You're I back. 100% going to, I hate to tell you, because it is unavoidable.
1: No, no, no I'm, I'm, I'm literally He's doing planning it. for it. Right? Yeah, I'm planning for it because I know it's going to happen. It yeah. doesn't matter how much I walk, I'm literally going to eat every fast food they've ever created. And
2: even when you don't, like the last time I went to the States, I was watching my weight a lot more and I would just be like, okay, I'll just get a salad, I'll get this. You look at the bottles of the dressing that they pour on stuff, yeah. like Thousand Island dressing or whatever, it's like 3,000 calories.
3: All their the dressing. salad dressings are creamy based and as well. Coat so they just yeah, the food,
2: like too much on yeah. there. And there's always sweet shit with every single meal that yes. you get.
1: You know what's frustrating is sugary is bread. Literally as each day and each year passes, it gets harder and harder for us to shift light, weight. Yeah, it that, does. That's why if I don't shift weight now, I fear that if I tried in ten years I wouldn't be able to do it. Mm, yep, That's pretty yeah, I mean.
2: Yeah, metabolism on. struggles I mean. with it. I hate that.
1: I don't want to be a fat dad. If I'm going to be a dad. Oh. That's my first my first thing. That's so why I keep running. I don't want to be able to not bend over. You,
3: know you know don't me? want
2: kids.
1: I don't
3: want to be a dad. I just don't want to be fat.
2: <laughs> yeah, okay. <Fair. laughs> I, I think that. you also like the mental feel of running every day. Yeah, I
3: do. It's great.
2: Mm. Coming to work, chipper,
1: spring in my step.
2: And am I don't mind being it. fat, but I just want to feel good. That's the big thing.
1: So I just want to be able to like kick the ball with a kid and not mm. feel like I'm dying.
2: Yeah, true. Or walk up steps and stuff like that.
1: I don't think you ever get past the walking up steps thing. Want
2: to no, true, up. actually. I did watch someone really fit the other day, walk yeah. up steps and struggle at the end.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I had a tantrum today at training because the the, the trainer just made me do extra fitness on top of the already hard boxing class and I threw my, I threw my gloves. I threw my gloves and I said,
2: yeah. F you, Gus. Do you abuse them like you abuse us?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yep.
2: At least it's right. universal. Call him
1: names that I can't even repeat on the podcast or we can say most words. <laughs> um, <laughs> we can. Um, yeah, and today I threw gloves at him. Wow. Had really- Is he used to that level of harassment from yeah, people? Yeah, because he knows I love him. Afterwards we hug it out. Oh, that's nice. I hug him just like did you. Do you hear that? Uh, yeah, <laughs> He's helped me lose seven and a half uh, kilos. I've you, worked with you, you for two me. years. We you got nominated
2: for five awards you, at the Radio Awards together. You made
1: me fatter, and we lost all of them. When so, did
2: I make you fatter? You
1: used to always get me food and stuff. You're not a good. You're not a good influence. I would of food bring in my
2: HelloFresh 600 calorie meals for you. You know that's
1: a lot of calories for one meal. Most of my meals only have 300 now.
2: Okay, sorry. We'll, uh- Never feed me
1: again <laughs> unless I ask for it. Um, all right, And I
2: won't get a hug regardless.
1: I said I said, if and when this show finishes, which could be oh, yesterday, our boss texted me during the show, Blair, really need to talk to you after the show, give me a call. I said, oh, okay. Um, you know, is everything a good? Didn't reply. <laughs> Genuinely thought I was getting the ass. <laughs> I called him. He's like, oh, have you got this bloke's phone number? I said, you can't do this. I said and I That's actually got mad. I said do. I said, You stressed me out. I thought I was losing my job. I thought I was gonna be asked to bring a support person to the phone and we were going from there. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Can you, yeah. Ring me after the show. BYO support person. But not even to text back <laughs> saying, Yeah,
1: everything's sweet, mate. Just want the- or just text me asking for the number. I oh, so he didn't reply at
3: all. Yeah, you.
1: Yeah, he do- and he loves it. He does. He, he does it. like it's an
2: emotional great. manipulation. What a cat.
1: Anyway, uh radio show. Luke, what do you got for us? It was a good show. You don't have the thing in front no, of you. No, I don't. Okay, let me run through it then. Today Thanks. we uh, went through the MVP edition of The Perfect Ten, Queensland's Greatest Stories. Oh, yeah. The Upper Echelon went uh, back to Mick in Gordon with his amazing shooting story. I don't want to give too much away. Um, Amy, where would you find that out of control party?
2: Chambers Flat.
1: That's right. One of my favourite suburbs of the, the South West. <laughs> yeah, I just love it when I'm doing there. It's where
2: there. my best friend Emma lives. Oh, That's with boring. the turf farm? The turf farmer. Chambers um, Flat,
1: the turf farms. Steve Watson is our resident croc expert in the Wit Sunday. Some idiots oh, are yeah, baiting like Steve. an... Steve. We do. He's very funny. Oh, he, Some idiots down there, though. He I doesn't
2: ask. try to be funny, but it's funny kind <laughs> of okay, guy. Okay,
1: let me finish my sentence. Some idiots down there are baiting an 80-year-old crocodile, uh, and he had his say. But you're right. He doesn't try to be funny. He was funny. Although he did try to be funny at the end of the interview, and it was funny. Yeah, it was yeah, funny. He, it was he very funny. He
2: chucked <laughs> us a little gold <laughs> nugget at
1: the um, end. And finally, too, you meet the most talented person... In in our building. Uh, how old is Archie Milligan? 20. Easy. Yeah. <laughs> no, oh, can't even drink in the States yet. Guarantee, put the timer on now. He'll be gone in six months. The big cities will snap him up. The beauty, if you like the rush hour, is that we won't because we suck. But yeah. Archie Milligan, <laughs> our news hound, you meet him yeah, for the first time. he'll definitely be our boss one day. Have a great time and we'll talk to you sometime soon.
4: This is Triple M's Rush Hour with AB and Elliot.
2: This is... Every teenager's absolute dream, every parent's worst nightmare, there was a party at Chambers Flat, which if people don't know, it's around sort of the Bow Desert area west of Brisbane uh, over the weekend, where allegedly around 50 people were invited to the party, 400 showed up, (laughs) Um, a number of people were hospitalised, they're fortunately okay just from intoxication, and apparently it was very messy. Even when the paramedics came to actually pick up the kids that were sick, they had rocks thrown at them by some of the pest kids in attendance. But, yeah, there would be a mum and dad out there right now who had probably said to their kid, sure, have a
1: a a few people over.
2: We're fine with it. I'm going to guess, (laughs) a wild guess, they weren't present. (laughs) At The party, I think, mum and dad maybe were away. That's usually how it goes, and this has gone absolutely bonkers. 400 people, I mean, it's all acreages out there, but still, I reckon, 400.
1: I reckon, and again, that number one, triple three, five, three. I reckon everyone will have a story of that one party, and a lot of it will be from our teenage years. 100%. Mm. Um, I'll never forget. I think I've told you about this one. I hosted a party when my parents went away in grade 12, and I literally only had 30 people there, but I had 30 of the, the worst. Lo- yeah, the worst people I <laughs> knew. So we had a broken bed from <laughs> jumping on it. Uh, we had a woman that forgot to turn off the hair straightener, and it burnt the whole. Um, uh, basin thing with the sink. Uh, then we had other broken furniture upstairs, and the kicker was someone decided to go into the chicken coop, let the chickens out, and my dogs ate all the chickens. So my parents came home to that the next day. They were not oh. thrilled. Um, Look, well, <laughs> no, don't arm well. We you, just found out you before, teased it before you threw this away. Corey Worthington, we all remember that idiot's name. He had the big sunglasses yes. on TV, the bleached blonde hair, had the biggest party Australia had ever seen. Yes. You had
3: mates that went. I, yeah, so this would have been 2007 or something, I think it was. Um, So, Corey Worthington lived in a suburb that was actually not very far from where I grew up, about 15 minutes down the road. Uh, A lot of people from my school year level, they all went, their girlfriends went. Um, What are the stories? So... It's suburbia. It's not an acreage. Mm. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people showed up to Corey Worthington's house. Um, My friends basically said, you know, like, they got there, things were okay, then suddenly there was just a a lot of people and they're in a, a suburban backyard... Up against the fence and they just couldn't move. They yeah, said it was actually the worst time. Uh-huh. It was the worst time so, and then the cops showed up and, and they yeah, all dispersed.
2: You, you weren't invited, but did you know about it in the lead up? Was it like a big whisper, everyone? Oh Coy's
3: no, it was house. The Oh, there was one of those things where it was just a party. There were, parties were happening every weekend. Oh, so man. yeah.
2: I have some shockers. <laughs>
1: AB, hey, wasn't it, what, a week ago we took you about a crocodile called Buffhead? He's 80 years of age, an absolute legend that lives in the Proserpine River. He'd been having battles with other crocodiles. Uh, unfortunately, he's in the news again this week because of some deadbeats trying to have battles with him. Some idiots have gone to the river where they know Boofhead is. They had a chicken carcass on a rope. They lured the croc in, had him swallow the rope, essentially, and it was like having him on a makeshift lead. There are some dead set derricks in this world. Now, we spoke to Steve Watson from Sunday Crocodile Safari last week. Steve, what's your first reaction hearing and reading about this story?
5: Uh, not surprised, mate. <laughs> Why's that? We've um, had it going on for years. We um, we used to report it quite regularly to the authorities that people were feeding crops deliberately there at the public landing on Prossy River. <laughs> and um, we had one particular crop that was one of our regulars called Fat Cuts. <laughs> they're um, named well there. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, well, you know how it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he, um, he was a bit of an icon crop for us. We see him every day, but these people were luring him into the landing and they'd uh, hang kangaroos over the side and then have the rope tied to the car and then try and drag him out onto the bank. But, of course, the rope broke. Jeez. And he'd have a crop swimming around with 30 metres of toss rope hanging out of his mouth. So we'd been uh, on and on about this one in particular, and they had been feeding Buffed too, but um, nothing really much happened, and then a member of the public reported it, and all of a sudden they were down there in a hurry, and then five minutes later the expert deemed that the crocodile was the problem, and he now lives in captivity in Rockhampton for the rest of his life. Jesus.
2: Oh, far out. So uh, these people aren't getting any consequence. I mean, this video Find was uploaded. Fine. $400 yeah, fine, yeah, and yeah, that's yep. it. yeah. But, yeah. I mean, technically they're putting themselves in danger, but also the animal. Uh, if someone hurts or kills a crocodile, it's a much higher sentence. Don't you think that it's a little bit light?
5: Uh, yeah. they. Well, since we re- we had that uh, incident with bat guards being relocated, um, the authorities have actually stuck in a camera there now, so they're actually monitoring sort of that sort of activity so they can get evidence. And they did have a prosecution, I think, a couple of years ago, but, again, it was just a slap on the wrist for it wasn't a very significant fine at all that they'd caught these people red-handed feeding them as well
1: how frustrating is it for you steve working with Whitsunday sunday crocodile safari obviously being incredibly passionate about these animals that number one people are risking their lives but number two they're they're treating these incredible whether you Whatever side on crocodiles, these are one of our great animals, been around since the test of time. They're treating them like they're nothing.
5: Yeah, that's right. Um, Just really don't give them much respect. But uh, it is also modifying their behaviour too, which is the problem that's creating. They're actually luring crocs to come to people looking for food Mm. and that's not a good idea. Yeah.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely, Steve. What is the status of Buffhead at the moment? I know where the last time we chatted, he was fighting for his territory there. Has he been moved yeah. on quite significantly? Uh, no, he's,
5: he's still hanging around pretty close to our site there. I saw him on the bank the other day. I was down there doing some maintenance, but um, yeah, he's got a few injuries. He's been sort of starting to go into healing mode. The other big guy's still hanging about as well too. He's actually he's a lot closer to our campsite now, but they're still there, but they've sort of given up, I think, they're having a bit of a break from the uh, the blue
1: one. Yeah. Well, a couple of things you need to know. First of all, if you're in the region, the Whit Sunday Crocodile Safari, check it out with Steve Watson and the team. Second of all, if you are an idiot that is considering going out and catching a crocodile, you need to go and get your brain scanned for CT yeah, because something's hobby. going on. S-
5: uh, yes. There's
2: also parks that are dedicated to this. You don't need to do it yourself. The Whit Sunday Crocodile yeah. <laughs> Safari. Go and <on>, watch Sam.
5: <laughs> <laughs> on you, Steve. Appreciate uh, your time, we brother. We don't feed them, though, mate. It's illegal to feed them in Queensland, so <laughs> we, we are strong believers in that. Yeah. And, um, so it's, it's a great thing. Right. Just commenting on your, um, what you said earlier about how long they've been
1: around.
5: Yep. I reckon they uh, were first seen, or well, their ancestors were first seen on the planet 240 million years ago. There's only three things that I know that are that old, and one of them's the crop, the other one's the cockroach, and the other one's got to be Keith Richards out of the Rolling Stones. <laughs> <let's call you. laughs>
2: Ah, he's still oh, giggy as well. Oh, good, Very good.
1: <laughs> well, you give Buffett a kiss from us and we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, we'll do. All right, thanks, guys.
4: This is Triple M's Rush Hour with AB and Elliot.
1: And if this is your first time joining us on the Rush Hour this afternoon, for whatever reason, I want you to know that the next few minutes is not who we are normally. It's not part of our essence, not part of our being. I like to think that we're more intelligent than this. I like to think that we're above this. But I do have...
2: Why am I being lumped into this? Because
1: I'm going to tell you a story and your name's on the bill. In fact, it's at the front. <laughs> of it so <laughs> i i have got a small actually not small i got a large fat yarn for you
2: Oh, we we get warned about this by our oh, bosses all I the haven't. time. But They're like, away, don't so do guess. fart stuff.
1: He's somewhere down south. Don't do poo listening. or
2: fart stuff. And honestly, it's no harder than year. you think.
1: No per gear. Um, obviously, I'm not going to be a juvenile and have fart sounds to accompany us, but I do want to tell you a story. <laughs> so we're the last ones in the building each night because we mm-hmm. work so hard.
2: Obviously. We leave two minutes after the show <laughs> yeah, finishes yeah, yeah. and yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: everyone yeah. Um, else has gone home. And I'm a big believer and we talk about it all the time and we're a respectful with this and, and we don't uh, do any sort of fart business in front of each other in the studio whatever it's a small space I yelled at you today for eating a banana in the studio we don't need that in small spaces so farts are not a thing with our friendship however obviously as soon as the show is done and you've gone home I'll go in the bathroom and, and have a tinkle and if there's something there I'll let it out.
2: Oh so you save them? Yeah I do. Okay fair
1: And, and very polite. And I have a group chat with a couple of my mates as well and obviously, for the most part, in there, we're trying to work out how to solve world hunger. But there is the odd occasion that if we have a ripping fart, we'll send a video or an audio bite, and that's what I did last night. I, it was what? one of those, one of those.
2: So you get your voice memo thing,
1: or just the camera, just film oh. as I'm doing a tinkle. And last night's was, well, no, I do, I do. <laughs> I just want to go on the record. I don't own that fart. That was just a similar one.
2: Oh, my gosh. Because that's that went for an extensive amount of time. That's
1: what it felt like. And obviously I filmed that, thought it was amazing, sent it to the boys, immediate responses, love heart reacts and all that. You're amazing. You're better than God, (laughs) yada yada. Men are the worst. But here's where it takes a a turn that I didn't foresee, nor did I want it to be part of it. After that, and I've sent it, I hear a giggle. (laughs) And the giggle is coming from a cubicle for some reason I thought was not occupied, but there was someone in there. Oh, no. Again, everyone's out of the building by this time. We're the last people there. No. The cleaning business that we bring in to Team Triple M, there's this bloke. He wouldn't be bigger than five foot tall. Lovely fellow. I say hello to him every afternoon. Unfortunately, I don't know his name just yet.
2: He knows a lot about you he, now. He though. a, a and he was, to be fair to him, he
1: was laughing. He was playing along and we had a good chuckle. I said, how are you? And he just laughed. He didn't even reply to that. I got awkward, you gotta uncomfortable. you got to add him to the
2: group chat now.
1: Uh, he might have some to compete with. I gave him a fist bump because I didn't know what else to do. on your like, hand.
2: Yeah. Did you wash it first? Oh, I don't know if I did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. No. Well, he's got a, he's a cleaner. See? He's got products to sort it out. What? <laughs> <sighs> Mate. You should take that
1: business far. <laughs> <laughs> and, and look, this may take a little bit to admit for me. I've only just recognised it in the last couple of days. Maybe it's something you've been living with for a long time. 133353. Three. Are you the dud sibling and why? Oh, no. <laughs> Now, there's always got to be one in, you know, a family of maybe you've got three brothers and sisters, 30, maybe there's only a couple. Unfortunately, there's always one of us that has to wear that crown, the dunce the dad of the family. Um, And you may say, well, what took you so long to work it out? Well, that's a fair question. Um, But, I mean, my brother on paper, and he is nearly 10 years younger than me, and he's just bought a house. Uh, He's living there with his partner. He's a very successful banker. He definitely makes more money than me. And he's about to move into that home, and I had the message last night from my dad saying, "So, you gonna do any of this anytime soon? I've never bought a house. My credit score—I've only just been able to look at in the last few years and not want to throw up. Uh, obviously, successful job? No, I've bounced from job to job until eventually falling into this one, and God knows how long that'll last. I am a self-confessed dud of the family. And today, one triple three five three, I want us all to stand together. A B obviously." You know. Oh,
2: that's so sad for you. What do you mean? I cannot relate. Oh, please. I am absolutely not the dud of the family. Your sister runs all your family's
1: business in Bali. Yeah. Your brother's a successful guitar person. Yeah, they're they're, they're
2: doing okay. And you've but wasted I'm your uni favorite oh, I am the favourite person in know. my family. My parents tell me all the mm. time. Mm. Also, okay, yep. list it off. I did really well at uni, yeah, but you're I'm doing married this yep. to a guy that they absolutely love, right. they like that I do this job, yep. and I'm probably going to bring them a child first. Because no. I'm actually trying, unlike the others who aren't really in that position yet. And you own properties, fair enough. And okay. I own a house. Okay. one triple you're not brave enough to and do it. And I also it. remember their birthdays. Small yeah. thing, but that is an issue in my family.
1: You're not brave enough to do it. I do believe other Queenslanders will be. If you are the self confessed dud sibling, one triple three five three, let us band together. I'd love to know to... And I'll just sit here and pity you <laughs> Shut up.
2: from an unrelated
1: area. I'd love to know the moment you realised. <laughs> Maybe it was your sibling buying a house. Do
2: you know anything right. can change at any time? You like, mean? you could turn around and buy two houses. <sighs>
1: no, with my <laughs> current bank account, I can't. I One, mean, three, in five, 20. Dud siblings. Melissa in Bundaberg, who joins us now. Melissa, are you part of this
2: congregation?
0: Yes, I'm with you. Welcome. <laughs>
2: uh, Melissa, tell us about your siblings that are Amazing. outshining are
0: you. I, of course they are. <laughs> My younger sister, she's two years younger than me, mm. her and her husband own their own business, hey. their own home, their own motor home, their own um, um, SLL Tarana that they put in muscle shows, all that sort of stuff. So she's very successful. My sister, she is older. She's got her own business. Her husband's a car salesman. He sells Aldi cars. So they own their own home as well. Um, even my younger brother, who's 13 years younger than me, Is married in his own home with three kids. And then there's me. I've got five kids, never married, housing commission, and I work as a support worker for $32 an hour. (laughs) Melissa,
2: okay, first things first. I'm not your mum, obviously. But... (laughs) Someone who's working as a a support worker, you immediately Uh go to number one, because that is thankless work, but incredibly important in this state. And doing it while you have five kids, you're one. Forget the rest of them. (laughs) Stuff the business. Stuff the Tirana or whatever it was. I can't remember. I'm not a car guy. There was a lot of stuff. Yeah, that's just... That's just monetary right. items. So she is a phenomenal person because of a what
1: she does. Support worker, or maybe you're a radio person no, across the state. You very are the true heroes.
2: He just drinks free icy can. <laughs> cooks of Wait, what do, do we got to for say pri- that, Yeah. Sorry, I just said that both of you had disappointed my
1: youngest child. So wow.
0: I rang up saying who was the best fan for the Brisbane Lions, about her journey with her football. Oh, yeah, I remember and speaking yes. to you. Yep. Yeah, and you've never got back to me about picking something up for her.
2: Oh, my gosh.
1: Producer Luke, how dare
0: <laughs> I you? Where the I told her that they're going to ring back, and she's sitting there waiting by the phone, and I'm like, oh, maybe they just forgot about me.
1: <laughs> what so, yeah. did, Okay, we said we were going to put her in touch with an AFLW Brisbane Lions star.
0: Yeah,
1: well, she's in the level two now. Right. Yeah, we can still do that. Let, let's make that happen and actually hold us to it. We've written that down. Luke is scribbling outside as well. Let's be honest, AB, your memory is out of a goldfish. Yeah, mine. you can't rely whole, on me for paperwork. In a whole bunch later, Melissa, where the
2: duds? Melissa's the winner and so is her truck. We will
1: stay in touch on this occasion. <laughs> Triple M's rush hour with A B and Elliot and our resident News Hound Archie Milligan. Hello. Kia ora, team. How are we? Doing before we get into the, the important stuff, the actual reason you're here. First up, our resident all black, the only one I'm pretty sure that I know. You'd be on top of the world. what's it like to have a rugby team that doesn't stink?
4: Oh, it's 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 exciting to say the least. You know, I'm I'm the worst kind of rugby fan because I'm a Crusaders man back home as well. Right. Oh, and then and then, you know, being an All Blacks man. Yeah. It's it's just it's a good time. It's and a he good was all- year. Was
2: as well this
4: year too. Yeah, I'll admit I jumped on the bandwagon and uh, nothing's been better. <laughs> Even your cricket team doesn't
1: suck anymore. All right, so the important stuff. Now, Arch, you've been doing a lot of
4: research into Queenslanders and their smoke alarms. The news at the moment isn't great. No, it's not. So, you know, us at the Triple M newsroom, we've been doing a bit of looking into Queenslanders turning off and disarming their smoke alarms, which obviously – is not a good thing to do, but um, we 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 tried to understand personally why people mm. were doing it, and then you know what are the ramifications. So it seems like with all these bushfires that are happening at the moment in the state, uh, all this residual smoke. That then you know travels can sometimes trigger people's smoke alarms, and understandably, like when you know your smoke alarm gets a flat battery and it will just do that little beep in the middle of the night. It can a be, beep. yeah, yep. it, well, it can be quite annoying. You know where it goes off mm. or you know that little beep. And um, anyway, obviously that's not a very good idea. So um, you know we spoke to some experts and basically they said firstly. Dumb idea. Mm. Um, the main reason it's so dumb is because when you're sleeping at night, and you let's say you've disarmed your smoke alarm and you're sleeping at night, your sense of smell doesn't, doesn't work.
2: Well, often that is the thing when people are in fires, they actually pass out from the smoke inhalation anyway before they get a chance to do anything. That's why the beeping is important. Uh, there's also risks with your home insurance as well if you have your smoke detectors turned off or faulty.
4: Yeah, I mean, look, it obviously depends on your home insurance provider. But you know what insurance companies are like, and mm. that's, that could be a very valid excuse for them mm, yeah. to Tell potentially me deny a claim. My
2: parents got declined for the Brisbane floods because they said it was a sunny day flood. Oh, for God's <laughs> sake! Well,
1: so terrible. Don't give them any reason to it, decline, you guys. This one sounds like it's so avoidable, though, and, and I was going to say I don't mean to go whack. I do mean to go whack. If you're a Queensland, that doesn't have your smoke alarm working and it's been a choice, far out you're risking a lot. Yeah,
2: we just looked to actually, Archie pointed out earlier, there's a big map of Queensland out there and all the areas that are affected by fires right now, yeah. with the exception of a little bit of Brisbane and the Gold Coast
4: and parts around Townsville. Yeah. The That's whole state. Three quarters of the state, I'd say, roughly, is, uh, is in fire ban.
1: Unreal. Well, Archie Milligan, as I mentioned, our resident news hound, doing some good work there. I know there's a bit more of a study. Where do we find that? I saw a video floating around the other day.
4: Uh, so the Listener Newsroom Thank channel you. on uh, on Instagram is probably a good place to you start. You get your own channel. We do.
2: Yeah, you can match his face to his actual voice as well. There's a little couple of videos with Archie in them.
1: Yep. All right. The Listener News channel on Instagram. Archie, appreciate your time, mate. Go well. Got it, team.
4: Thank you. Triple M's Rush Hour with Maybe and Elliot.
2: Elliot, it's big of me to admit this, mm-hmm. um, but I'm proudly going to do it today. And I hope in doing so, I help other Queenslanders realize this about themselves as well.
1: I don't know if, by the way, you can ever say something's big of yourself to do. I think other people have to tell you when something's big of you.
2: I will confirm that after this, you'll no doubt turn to me and say, That was big of okay. you. <laughs> I'm so sure. Sure, yep. <laughs> it has taken me this long to admit that I'm a basic music fan. Just a basic person, pretty much. Okay, but you know what? In terms of music, what does that mean exactly? Well, I tell you what. It starts when you're young. In Australia, in particular, we have that culture of growing up and voting for music on a different radio station's countdown that they have every single year. I didn't know if we were allowed to name it. Anyway it started at that age Mm. and that's when every single friend of mine would be like oh yes I'm, you know they'd share it on their social media or they'd tell you I'm voting for this Norwegian elf punk orchestra band as my number one that you've never heard of before and it's great when really in my heart of hearts all I wanted to do was put Silverchair Straight Lines at number one, the most popular song of the year, I didn't have any depth to my taste and I was ashamed. So I pretended that I also liked the Norwegian Elf Punk Orchestra (laughs) as well. And then you get older and it doesn't end there. Things like Spotify Wrapped. So if anyone's got Spotify every year, they do this little wrap-up of all the songs you've listened to and people share theirs. I'm not going to share to you that I listened to Nicki Webster Strawberry Kisses 47 times last year. I'm not. It's shameful but it shouldn't be. And then... You get to my age where people start going to these great gigs that we've got around the state. You know, the Savannah in the Rounds, Mm -hmm. Red Hot Summer Tour. Mm. And my friends, oh, yeah, you know, that's great Kate Sobrano's there, but we're actually going to go earlier and watch this Peruvian llama scream hip-hop music into a microphone because that's cooler. Mm -hmm. It never ends. Everyone's always pretending to like edgy music, and I'm done pretending. I like Ed Sheeran. I like In Excess. I like all the popular music stuff that we play even listen to the B-sides of these artists. Like You know how everyone's like, oh, Ed Sheeran brought out this really rogue acoustic song last year that you've never... I don't care. If it's not Shape of You, you don't want to it. If it's not in the top three on his list, I have not listened to it and I don't have any shame. I want other Queenslanders out there to admit it. You're a basic music fan and you don't care. You own it. I mean, when you really break it down,
1: (laughs) Triple M, we are the home of that. We are the home of Literally every song that was ever at the top from the 1970s to now. So
2: Yeah, we don't play that Peruvian folk elf
1: music. There were so many times I did wonder why you were the one that landed here on Triple M being the wokey-woke lefty-lefty, the biggest wokey-woke I've ever met, but it now all makes sense. You are the perfect advertisement for Triple M's playlist moving forward. Fire
2: off shape of you, Ed Sheeran, now.
1: I I don't know if that was big of you, but it confirmed my suspicion, so well done. (laughs) Triple M's Rush Hour with AB and Elliot.